For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. morning we have a very wonderful brother in the house to share his testimony let's clap and welcome pastor doctor senior specialist Azanu. come on put your hands together amen amen please give me pressure um yes um we thank god i'm here to give a testimony about how the lord has performed some miracle in my life amen for the past one year, I've been praying about a particular miracle, and I was trusting that the Lord would do it. And by the grace of God, He has helped me to pass two very professional exams in my career. Amen. Um, the Fellowship of the West Africa College of Surgeons and the Fellowship exams of the Ghana College of Surgeons. Amen. There are two exams that are dreaded um, in our profession. You see us working as doctors, but you are still in some level of training. Amen. Um, so as I said, the past one year when um, I was preparing for these particular exams, a bit of the background is that um, it is done in levels. So we have a first level, which we call the primary, so second level, this is the part one, and then the final level, we call the part two, or the fellowship level. Amen. Some few years ago, when we were going to write the part one, that's the middle one, there were about 11 of us going to write from Confanoche in my department. Amen. The two exams. And by the grace of God, by the time it was over, I was the only one who was able to pass both of them at a sitting. Amen. And um, I said this to the glory of the living God. So when it was coming to the time that I was going to write this um, final one, I was like, God, I need a miracle. I want to go through this exam but once. I don't want to go for any reset. And this time I was alone going, so even nobody to have discussions with. Amen. It's a dreaded exam so much so that people will normally choose to write just one and they will not go for the other college and the preparation was tough but I kept praying God was on my side, Amen in March I wrote the first one that was the Ghana College Essence and by the grace of God it went well I was so grateful to the living God then it was time to write the, um, the West Africa so I passed the Ghana College one in March and just last week I was going to write the West Africa College one but then when we went for the Good Friday service Amen when Bishop was praying, I was at the corner there taking God a new comment. And all of a sudden, I, said, I heard him praying that you will hear congratulations. When I heard that, and he said congratulations, he didn't say congratulations. I thought, I said, wow, then it's a done deal. Because the man I said that I don't have congrats, that means plural. So at least two or more. Amen. I believed in the prayer. In fact, I believed in it. And I had, I don't know how many of you have copies of it on your phone, but I do have it. Amen. And I was always playing it. In the morning before the exams, I played as like this one. I believe God is not by straight. Because the exam said that it's, apart from the written and everything, there's a clinical part. When you are going to sit before someone who doesn't know you, for the West Africa, it's West Africa, so it's mostly Nigerians, not Ghanaians. They haven't seen before. You are just like 
one and a half hours, 30 minutes with each of them. There are three sets to prove to them that you know and they create an impression whether you pass or you fail. So the morning when I went, I mean, I believe so much in the congratulations that I'm going to receive congratulations, not congratulations. So we went, the first part I started, not very well. I mean, it didn't go so, so as I wanted. Second point was very good, and the third one was just okay. So I was wondering how I was going to be. But immediately we finished, less than 30 minutes time, they came to call some of us. I was like, oh, you people have passed. I said, what? God has done it again. And I was so, so grateful that in the whole department, to the glory of God, I can say I'm the only one who has been to pass these exams, these two exams at a sitting at all levels. And I said this one to the glory of the living God. The point is that you have a prophet in the house. When Bishop speaks, the prayers and everything that he prays for, let us believe it. Amen. I believe that when you say that, I mean, you are going to receive congratulations. It, it just hit me and I believe that I was going to receive it. In fact, God is not done with me yet. I'm expecting more congratulations in my life. So you, if you want something, just believe it. Take some portion of it. Believe that God is going to do it. Through the prayer of the prophets in the house. You have men, the bishops that God has given us. When they pray to Allah, when they say something, don't forget that the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that you are going to receive. So I just want to encourage and everyone of us that we should believe in the prophecies. We should believe in the men of God God has given us. And our life will never be the same again. Thank you very much. God bless you so much for sharing. May you receive more testimonies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've come to my favorite part of the service. This morning, remember we've already said that words are going to come to you to make you a blessing today. When you hear the word of God, say amen. Hallelujah. And this morning we have our prophets in the house. We have our father in the house. And he's coming to speak words that are going to change our life. And so let's be on our feet. And with a round of applause and a shout and a jump if you can. Let's welcome Bishop Patrick Cruz. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so very much for another Sunday that we can come together in your presence. For you to speak to us and change and transform us to make us to become more and more like Jesus. Let no word that comes be wasted. Let no word that comes be useless to fall on rocky ground on the wayside or even among thorns let our hearts be the good soil that brings forth the good fruits from these words and let blessings blessings be upon all of us in jesus name and all the saints said amen amen god bless you. you may be seated well we are um here this morning and this month the month of may is a month that we dedicate to reminding ourselves and maybe those who have newly joined us as to a very important and significant characteristic of this church that is that our father is our bishop is a father and our prophet i thought you'd be very happy to hear amen amen you know, in, in many places, um, people have a relationship with their pastors. He's just a pastor. He just speaks, preaches to me on Sunday. And then when I leave, I'm gone. And um, I come to you 
only for pastoral duties. But we, we think a bit differently. Hallelujah. We, we think in this church, at least I do here, we think a bit differently. Our, our pastor is not just a spiritual teacher who will come and teach you spiritual principles, then go home and manage as best as you can. But our pastor is somebody who we see and we relate to him in two very important regards. One, as a father. The concern of a father over a child is total and comprehensive. I mean, when you go to school, your teacher is also concerned about you, that you pass your exams. He doesn't care if you are gay or you are a weed smoker, you are drinking a potashi in the afternoon. He doesn't care. You just pass your exams and then you just finish your school and, and, and go, go your way. Your father cares very much what you wear. Even, even your underwear, he will ask you, have you washed your panties today? Or they never ask you that question. Hey, ask your neighbor, did your mother ever ask you, have you washed your panties today? Ask your neighbor, did they ask you? They never ask you. Either you're a very bad boy or a very good girl. I'm not sure which one. But if a father goes beyond this, the surface, he cares for everything concerning you. Hallelujah. And that is what we have in Lighthouse Chapel. A, a, a bishop who cares for very, very much. Um, yesterday, unfortunately, Friday, after the convention with Bishop um, Saki, some of our members going back to uh, Obwasi had a very unfortunate encounter with some armed robbers. And they are currently on admission at the Kofanaki um, Hospital. Now, our, our bishop is in Mozambique doing a, a crusade. I mean, he was preaching last night and this morning. And at the same time, he's concerned about two minister shepherds from Obwasi whom he has never met before. He has never met before. And this, this morning, we are communicating on their condition, their welfare. Tell somebody, he's not just a bishop, he's your father too. He didn't do well. Tell him, he's not just a bishop, but he's your father too. That is why he's asking from Mozambique, how are the two guys from Obwasi, how are they faring? So, so you see, that is one element of the relationship we have with him. And the second is that he's a prophet. He's a prophet. Um, who is a prophet? A prophet is somebody who speaks on behalf of God. Somebody who tells you what God is saying or what God is about to say, about to do or who guides you in the way and the path of, of um, divine, what, what God is intending. And, and a prophet is somebody who also tells, says things that come to pass. And that is why we also, we listen very attentively and very carefully to his words. That is why his books to us are not just something written down, but his words on paper to us. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. And so this morning, I want to share with you five points. I mean, every message must have points. Two are correct. Oh, I didn't hear a good amen. Another better amen. Efficiency. Ephesians chapter 4. You know, because we are in Kumasi, um, what happens is, after a while, 
people become skeptical about something which is being constantly derided, constantly insulted, constantly degraded in their eyes. So what, what can happen also is that here in Kumasi, because there are so many people around, self-proclaimed prophets who are wearing gold chain, gold necklace, gold rings, big trousers, and all kinds of shining shoes pointing up to heaven. We have all these guys who are walking around and saying they are prophets collecting money from other people. Unconsciously, are, are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? Unconsciously, some of us can actually become skeptical when you hear the thing prophet. Then you imagine another guy, hey, Maho baby. Then you imagine somebody walking around uh, uh, selling uh, uh, olive oil for 15 cities a bottle, which costs 5 cities in the markets. 200 cities. How do you know? <laughs> and you see somebody who take ordinary water from Baltic or even a sachet, where 10 pesos, 20 pesos, sell it for 15 cities. Massive profits. And then you begin to wonder, hey, is it a business or is it a, uh, uh, anything? Is there any power? And people have drunk this water and no healing. And they have come for prayer and no husband has come still. And they've gone for visa, visa, prayer, visa connection, and they went and they were bounced. So, uh, unconsciously, we can become skeptical as to that title, prophets. And then we dismiss all prophets, we dismiss all prophetic things, and we just consign them to one side and say, Listen, when I hear prophets, though, then my radar begins to work. Let's check for any other man trying to extort, trying to take money from us. Is that, is that not possible? How many feel they are heading that way? You are heading that way. You raise your hand. But it's, it's possible in Kumasi. That is why this morning, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. And Paul says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. Forbearing one another in love. Tell somebody, don't be tired of reading the Bible. Oh, shake it, but tell them, don't be tired. I know you haven't read this morning, so I'm reading for you. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one Spirit, there's one body, and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Now verse 7. But unto every one of us, now it's personal, is given according to the is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Mark gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen. So it says here that God gave gifts unto men. Christ when he rose went up, he sent us things and these are called, these are gifts. Now verse 9 and 10 is in parenthesis. We can skip it. Verse 11. And he gave some, so from verse 8, and he gave gifts 
unto men. And verse 11. You know, in a good Bible, 9 and 10 should be in parenthesis. Is that correct? Take a Bible and see if it's, it's in parenthesis. If it's not, change your Bible. Yeah. So they can be taken out and still the meaning of the sentence is not lost. They only illustrate something about um, what was said earlier. But the real message continues after the brackets. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I didn't get a good amen. And so this long passage tells us that Jesus gave gifts to men. And, and you see, right now, many of us, when I say a gift, fit away a shirt, trousers, shoe, handbag, a, a phone. When, when you hear gifts right now, all of us, we start thinking of something that you can put in your handbag. Or you can wear. Or you can apply to your skin. Or your face. Or your hair. Amen. Or you can wear on your feet. A gift has become a thing which is what we use. But in this scripture, um, it, it is clear that the gift is not a thing but a person. Hallelujah. I didn't get a good amen. The gift here is a person. Amen. John chapter 4. Let me show you something else. John chapter 4. Verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me to drink. You can skip verse 8. It's, it's parenthesis. And the woman asked him and said, Ah, verse 9. How is it that thou being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the words, the gift of God, and who it is so what was the gift in this regard what was the gift he himself and who it is speaking to you he said I Jesus I'm the gift and if you knew that I was the gift you would be very happy to give me water amen I didn't hear a good amen be, if, if you could believe and accept that I am the gift to you then as I ask you water, you'll be very happy to provide it for me. And so this morning, please be very confident and aware that the gift, the best gift of God that has come to you is a person. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Your clapping is not equal to somebody who has understood something. The best, the best, the best gift that God has given to you it's not a car. Oh, not at all. It's not a house. Houses can bend down. Cars can crash. It's not a phone. Phones can be taken by pickpockets. Not even arm robbers. It's not even uh, uh, um, what? Uh, 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 a beloved. Some beloveds become some way. Or oh, you haven't seen some before. Yeah. So the best gift that God has given to you is the person. And that person is the one who is the prophet. Hallelujah. I didn't get a good amen. So this morning, what is the role of... I want you to accept and to believe that God has really prophets in the land. They are false prophets, it's true. 
but there are true prophets. Just as there are false counterfeit US dollars, they are actually very good, true, genuine notes. So if you are here, somebody offers you a hundred dollar bill, you say, Oh, some are counterfeit, I don't like. What are you? What are you? I won't say it, but I'm thinking in my head that if I offer you a hundred dollars, they say, Oh, I don't like. Why are some are counterfeit? What, 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 that person, what will you tell him? No, I'm asking you, what will you tell that person? Uti and you're correct. Ah, some are counterfeit. And you are so rejecting mine. Number one, am I a counterfeit person? And number two, take it and examine it first. Don't just throw it away. Media be a counterfeit. No, 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 take it. And so you must not reject all prophets. I didn't hear a good amen. I didn't hear a good amen. Yeah. And you must rather examine a prophet given to you and look at the person introducing him to you. And let that person's lifestyle, character, his, his, he himself, be an indicator. I mean, if you are walking in town and you see a man, a truck pusher, who is there, say, Charlie, want $100 and he gives to you. Wearing Charlie Water and shorts. That one, will you take it? That one, you shouldn't take it. Because police will catch you for carrying counterfeit notes. But if I give you, you should take it. No, I won't give you. I saw smiles when I heard that. Amen. So, prophets are a real, a reality in our lives that you need to prepare to receive into your hearts. This morning I'm preaching, honor your prophets. Honor your prophets. Amen. Because after trying to explain that it's a real position, point two is the role of the prophets in your life. The role of the prophet in your life. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. The role of the prophets in your life. And it says, And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he, the nation, preserved. Hallelujah. You know, while they were in Egypt, they were in bondage. They were slaves. They were really downpressed, poverty, stricken, living in slums, I mean, no money, nothing. That is where they were when they were in Egypt. Hallelujah. They didn't have cars, didn't have houses, they didn't have much, even education. Some of you, you are not in Egypt, but you are in very similar circumstances. Amen. I said you are in very similar circumstances. And, and that is where a prophet becomes very significant because a prophet led them out of poverty he led them out of captivity he led them out of a place where they had nothing and brought them to a place of abundance they had their own tabernacle they had their own temple they had their own nation now they had so much money that Moses said ask them to stop bringing things for the building of the tabernacle may you be led out of captivity by a prophet I said, may you not any longer be trapped at a place where you're not happy. Never, never be in, in an, a 
accommodation that you don't like. Hey. I said never be trapped in accommodation in the house, a room, apartment that you don't like. If you are at a place you don't like, then you are there as a captive. Tell somebody you need a prophet. If you are eating food you don't like, hey, you have a problem. You need a prophet. Because prisoners are the ones who are caught in their prison and they are giving curry and salt and they eat it because they have no choice. Are you a prisoner? Ask him, are you a prisoner? I, oh, did he ask him, well, are you a prisoner? Uh, prisoners are those who are trapped in their place. They can't go out. They can't come in. They are stuck in their room. Tell somebody, why can't you travel to America? Hey, why are you stuck in Kumasi? You can't go anywhere at all. And those who are trying to apply for visa, they are hoping for a prophet to lead them. They are not in Kumasi here with us. They've gone to Accra and come three times. They have by now five passports. One, Kofi Mensa. Two, Kofi Ousu. Three, Ousu Mensa. Four, Kofi Ajiman. Five, Ajiman Ousu. Five passports. I've tried different times to apply for a visa. Each time they are sent back home. May you travel in due season. Yesterday I was talking to one of my pastors. He said that, can you imagine for the past... uh, four five years i travel two or three times every year and i've never bought a ticket before every time somebody buys for me and i'm going again next month may that be your story i said may that be your story that you are not a prisoner in a place how come you are you are wearing dress you don't like prisoners when they come out they're wearing blue shorts and blue top or, or or calico shorts and calico top they have no choice why are you also trapped in what you are wearing when you are buying shirts no force coats force trousers force why are you always going to a force line to buy things shoes force underwear i won't say it i won't say it you have become a prisoner amen and that is why it says and by a prophet the lord brought israel out of Egypt. May a prophet lead you out of bondage. May they lead you to a place where you are free to do exactly what you want to do. That's the role of a prophet. And if you find yourself still in Egypt, if you find yourself still trapped in a house you don't like, wearing clothes you don't like, eating food you don't like, can't go where you want to go maybe you are not close enough to the prophets hallelujah maybe because I, as for some of us we have been released I mean one person was telling that I've, I travel I travel all the time as for dressing and clothes some broke away from that prison long ago as for housing and where you live some too left that prison long ago now they choose apartment they go house this house I don't like it this house I don't like it this house I don't like it I like that one they broke from that prison long ago the prison of dressing they left it long ago now they buy what they like ask your neighbor do you buy what you like ask your neighbor this one I'm not sure whether that prison you are still there or you are out ask your neighbor do you buy what you like or you just take what you get do you eat what you like or you are just take your one CD and see what can one CD buy 
what can one city buy that determines what you eat not what you like maybe as you walk past the KFC you want to go inside but just keep walking just keep walking I want to go inside I can see them inside wow hey they're enjoying I can see the bones and the chicken mmm so nice but just keep walking I said keep walking if you go inside you are disgraced if you go inside you are disgraced amen are, are you here this morning and so by a prophet Israel was delivered out of Egypt may you find a prophet to deliver you out of captivity and out of bondage amen Second Chronicles chapter 20 Second Chronicles chapter 20 and they rose verse 20 and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa and as they went forth Jehoshaphat stood and said hear me O Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem very important believe in the Lord your God so shall ye be established believe his prophets so shall ye prosper hallelujah I said hallelujah I mean there is a very important message in this scripture which many unconsciously they fulfill and he says believe in God and you will be established and it's true as we are here this morning we all believe in God amen I didn't hear a good amen we all believe in God and that is why you are not a beggar like some people in some countries or in some places that is why you are able to at least cover your nakedness with something that is not dirty that is why even though you don't like the food you have eaten that is why I don't know what is in your pocket stand up I don't know what is in your pocket but you look good he looks good I don't know his bank account his pocket I, I, I don't know I, I don't know what is there. <laughs> hey first cut. no money so far nothing handkerchief and things I, I don't know what is in his pocket but he looks good I mean some as they are walking in town they are nowhere near this fine gentleman he's established I said he's established amen amen look at this nice girl stand up, stand up. oh I don't know what is in her account a very nice girl wearing black look at her hairstyle wow I mean fantastic with is it gold or silver <laughs> very I mean very very beautiful 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 Aish. I mean wow but I don't know her bank account her bag is here very big bag very big bag I won't look inside she's established amen but there's, there's another level it says believe thank you believe in what you, the prophets and so shall ye prosper prosper if I ask for thousands cities just now how many can give me thousands cities two hundred dollars it has become a cemetery in the church everybody has kept quiet so I don't ask them for thousand cities. But there are a few people I can ask for thousand cities. Yeah. 
Amen. And you see, that difference, if it was automatic, believe in God and be established and prosper. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Believe in God. Oh yes. And you are established. You will not be so desperately poor. You will not be walking, telling what they is chopped, the shoe is sold as gone, us mouth is open, you are wearing I mean that is a certain poverty that will not be your case. I didn't hear an amen. amen. A certain desperation will not be your story. Amen. amen. You will never be so desperately hungry that you go and look for something to eat in the bola, in the rubbish or it will never be your story. No, you are established. I mean, you are established. But there's another level you must get to of prosperity. Hallelujah. Another level of place where you can walk and you have an abundance of things. And you get there. And you see, people have made many mistakes. Something that you get there by hard work. And so they have tried to work hard. They have, they have believed God and worked hard. And you find that after many years, they are still not much better. Bible says, not by my, not by power, not by strength, not by education. They have tried these things. It hasn't worked. Because that is not what brings prosperity. Not hard work. I mean, nobody works harder than the laborers who are digging trenches. Nobody. When you see their palms, you'll be afraid of them. Nobody sweats gallons of water more than those guys. But they are also the poorest of our land. Go to construction site and you see women carrying bags and cement headpan, concrete. Concrete headpan. Hey, do you know how heavy it is? Women are carrying it on their head with the baby on the back, walking up and down. Hard work. Real hard work. And at the end of the day, five cities or, or seven cities for a laborer. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that hard work brings prosperity. No. That is why you are still only at the establishment level. You are still there. Establishment. You can't go forward to prosperity because the scripture says it is by believing his prophets that you prosper. May you believe a prophet this morning. Oh, I didn't hear a good amen. amen. Point three. What is the danger of not believing the, the prophets? Mark chapter six. Not believing is when it comes to a person whose um, tools of trade are words. Are you listening? When it comes to a person whose working tools are words, because a prophet speaks, a pastor speaks, a, a preacher speaks, when your tools are words, when somebody doesn't believe your words, they don't honor you. They don't honor you. That is why when you go to a court, before a court, there's no investigation any further as a witness. All we have is the truth. And that is why there is something called perjury. Lying under oath. And when you commit perjury, 
you are imprisoned immediately you must never tell a lie under oath it is a very high big crime serious crime in that regard and so when somebody is a prophet and his words are not believed or they are questioned all he has are his words you are not honoring him and when you are not honoring him it is you do that by disregarding him Mark chapter 6 verse 2 when the Sabbath was come he Jesus began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished wow the man is saying fantastic things and saying from whence has this man these things and what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands it means that Jesus did things and said things that were fantastic I mean he was able to amaze them with his wisdom and the things that he had done now look at verse 3 is not this the carpenter you begin to question the man the son of Mary the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon and are not his sisters here with us and they were offended they took offense at his words "Ah, I mean how can you small girl you get up and come and tell us that uh, how to that pastor that they are preaching add more verses hey how, how can you get up and come and tell me pastor next time the mic hold it like this not like this how can you get up and correct us no 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 it, it is very out of order are, are you here this morning are you here this morning out of order to get up a a a a, 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 a lesser person to correct somebody who has done great and mighty things and, it's, and, and, and Jesus said unto them a prophet is not without honor but in his own country it means it's only at a place where he, they are familiar with him do you have a prophet who has no honor it is at a place where people don't regard him don't respect him when he gets up no, it's like ah isn't that just this young girl who was walking around selling MTN uh, uh, phone cards? Ah, what is she standing here on stage singing, trying to sing? Uh, go and stand at the roadside and keep selling. At once, her singing is neutralized, it's cancelled. Are, are you here? Are you here this morning? So, Jesus is giving us a very important principle that if you have no regard for a person and you question him, where he comes from, his roots, his everything, you dishonor him. Amen. And look at verse 5. And there he could do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few people, a few sick people, and healed them. There he could do no mighty... I mean, imagine that Jesus has come to a town and he could not heal anybody. Not that he's powerless. But that there in the town, they didn't believe him. Meanwhile, he went to other towns. And everybody in the town came to him to touch him. He went to other towns. And they, when they heard, he has come. They all came. And when he left, they even followed him. Those who were late to get there, they followed him to where he was going. Why? Because they got their miracles. They got their healing. They got their blessings. 
dead were raised sick were healed lepers were cleansed even those who were hungry they had food followed followed jesus into the wilderness and got food but here are others who he came to them and they got nothing do you know why they had no regard for him as a prophet no honor who are you are you a Ghanaian I'm a Ghanaian waiting waiting ask for school we all go some hey I mean what, what do you have that I don't have so that attitude of not respecting the prophets that mind it robs you of a blessing I didn't hear a good amen that is why sometimes you know I mean the testimony uh, Pastor Wisdom just gave it's fantastic it's a fantastic testimony amen and the other I've had so many testimonies look a lot of people are being blessed by the ministry of this church why are you still outside why are you still not being blessed and lots of people have been prayed for and have received breakthroughs in many wild areas why are you so struggling to just survive in this country why is your whole life reduced to hand to mouth and even now and cry it doesn't reach sometimes your hand will get stuck in mid-air there's nothing in your hand why are you not being blessed as others are being blessed why are you still walking around in the church you can't get beloved eh? Eh? that one too I said that one too why are you still around you cannot find anybody to say yes to your proposals hey why it's a good question <laughs> I'm asking you questions this morning and the father has decreed and declared marriages why are you still outside because some people are not receiving the maximum blessing of being a follower and a, and a recipient of the prophecies of the prophet God has given us hallelujah hallelujah I was just talking to Bishop Saki I said me I'm so blessed I said I'm so blessed and I told him that listen I know many other pharmacists I, I am more blessed than many of them I will not lie to you I am more I know some of them even paying their staff is a problem paying their staff some of them they managed to put together uh, monies and try to money to the storekeeper when you go to the whole pharmacy big pharmacy only one stop shop girl at the counter why because they are cutting down costs every professional can go there and show you that there's no money there yeah no and i said i'm so blessed i'm so blessed i have i'm here my sons have cars i have i mean ask anybody you do you have cars you 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 yourself not your son you yourself oh tap your neighbor and shake him and ask him you yourself what do you have what do you have and it's not by being a pharmacist or anything but i believe strongly it is by being as being a follower of the prophet and the father god has given me i believe strongly if you are clapping clap well clap well amen and 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 the reason why I am here this morning is that you must not be in this house and be outside the blessings that are running and flowing in this house. 
you must not i said you must not you must be a recipient of the blessings in this house amen and you see someone is asking and so bishop Doug, is he a prophet is he a prophet i mean yeah he's a founding bishop yeah he's done this is he a prophet amen it is a prophet who has delivered many out of poverty into prosperity hallelujah put your hands together this morning honor the prophets honor the prophets that it may be well with you i didn't hear a good amen. amen this morning let your mind be that god has given us a father and a prophet in this church god has given us a man whom he has anointed a man you see the the power of a prophet is that his words come to pass and he does supernatural things that is how come elijah could take a, a piece of wood and throw it on water and the wood will sink and iron will float doing things that are seemingly impossible it is by the anointing that it becomes possible and and god has given us a prophet a father in this house who he has anointed i mean that is how come lighthouse now we have almost three thousand branches in 79 or 81 countries i've forgotten it all began from a place like Collegono. Hey! Not airports, not Roman Ridge, not Tasako Valley, not any of the rich areas. But it began from Collegono. May your life also go upwards in the name of Jesus. May you be also transformed from somebody who came from down there. And you end up up, up somewhere very, very high. Amen. Malachi chapter 1. Our last scripture for this morning. And verse 6. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. Verse 7. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar. Verse 8. And ye offer the blind for sacrifice. Is it not evil? One of the keys that comes forth from this scripture here is that honoring a person can be done by giving an offering. Amen. By giving an offering. And that is why as a church we have set aside 14th May, our Founders Day. It is the Bishop's birthday as a day when all of us members, you are given the opportunity to honor him with a gift. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. amen. <coughs> and our, our plan is, I, I, am, I am doing it. Many are doing it. Our plan is, I want all of us. How many want to partake of the blessing in this house? I, I believe you should. I mean, I can see so many young lives turned around. I can see so many young people becoming significant and becoming established in life and even prospering. I've, I've heard so many testimonies of miracles, fantastic breakthroughs, jobs, every kind of uh, major blessing from his prayers and his words. And my 
heart's desire is, I will receive this thing. And I will have it myself. And one of the ways is by honoring the prophet God has given us. That is why we have set aside next week, 14th May, his birthday, as a day focused on honoring the prophets. Amen. On that day, 14th May, focused on honoring the prophets. And how we honor him? Everybody bring a gift for him. I cannot carry a chicken. I cannot carry yam. I cannot carry palm oil. I cannot carry chairs and wall clock. I cannot carry all those things to him to be too difficult. Instead, take an envelope, put in some money, which is equal to a chicken, a, a, a wall clock, equal to yam, palm oil, Kobe, whatever you want to give him, equal to that thing, and present an offering that we can carry as a group from here to Accra and give it to him. This is your children here in Bantama. We, we love you and we honor you. And this is our offering. And we are all coming together. And don't say, oh, me, I will just come and hide inside. You give 100, I'll give one. When they see two of us, one, no one, 50 cities, 50 cities. It's not true. Write your name on the envelope. Write your name on the envelope. And write a note or write something. Everything you write is going to him. He receives every, every year. He opens all of them and reads them. Don't hide in the crowd. He will give 1,000. I'll give 10. 1,010. When the bishop sees two guys give 1,010, oh yeah, one gives 700, and I give 300. <laughs> it's not true. I will tell him, Pastor, wisdom gave 1,000, and you give disease. I'll tell him. Amen? So, I want everybody get an envelope, write your name, and even a short note or something on it, and bring it next week. Is that a good idea? How many will do it? How many won't? How many don't care? I mean, you can be in prison still. Prison, there, is, there are many who are still there in prison. But I want to leave the prison. I, I, want to, I want to prosper even more. I want God to bless me and my children and my children's children. I want God to do me good. And that is why believe in the Lord thy God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will prosper. I am taking that verse literally that my life will be transformed and I will be a very prosperous and happy man. Put your hands together. <laughs> Honor him. You will be elevated. I didn't hear an amen. I, I cannot. Kim, are you going to stay in prison? Hey! Shake your neighbor and ask him, are you going to stay in prison? Shake your neighbor and ask him, are you going to continue in captivity? Wearing foes, eating Qatar school boys. You can't go to America. You have changed your passport seven times. Are you going to continue like that? When you have a chance to break forth out of poverty. A chance for a prophet to speak into your lives. I don't believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are happy. Because this is your chance to escape out of a certain poverty and to rise up. You will be a surprise and a wonder. People will try to understand how you became what you have become. But it's through the word of your prophets. Hallelujah.
want to bow our heads this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the great gift of our prophet, our bishop to us. Thank you for we who were no people. We had nothing. We came from nowhere. But you have given us the potential to become very great because you have set us in a great house with a very anointed prophet. This morning I pray, Lord, let his words have even greater influence over our lives. In the name of Jesus. I didn't hear a good amen. Let his words have great power to change us and lift us from somebody who has nothing to somebody who has everything. In the name of Jesus. Let us be transformed to become people of great substance and great blessing. And show your power and your might in our lives. Bless us mightily. In Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, you are here. It begins with being established. And that comes by believing God. And God has said that no man can come to the Father but through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so this morning, you are here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You are here this morning and you have never prayed the prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and take control, take over and make me a child of God. If you have not done that, you are not a child of God and I don't see how you can go to heaven. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be there also this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray, pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Him that I will know Him as my Savior. You are here like that, wherever you are. Do me a favor. Lift your right hand. Just lift your right hand. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to ask Lord Jesus come into my heart and take control. I want to be born again and I will belong to Him and go to heaven when my life ends on earth. You are here this morning. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. I see one hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Listen, if your hand is raised, please just come to me at the front. Just come. Just come to the front. Oh, come for him. You want to join him? Come with them. Oh, they are coming. The two of them are coming. You want to join them? Just come right now. Just come right now and join them. What a change. What a great change that is happening this morning. A young lady and a grown-up man. God can touch every heart here. I want us to pray wherever you are this morning. My, my little girl, my brother let us pray together please pray after me dear Jesus this morning I come to you as I am thank you for saving me from death and hell thank you for pouring your blood to wash my sins away this morning I accept you Lord Jesus into my heart Become my savior. Make me your child. Write my name in the book of life. From today, 
I will follow you and I will serve you in all my days. In Jesus' name, Amen. When he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, My son's come home. We believe the word of God has come to reach you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama behind the Confidence Eating Place. Listen every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.